Happy Easter. Good morning, saints. Happy Resurrection morning. I'm grateful we don't have one day that we celebrate the resurrection, though. Amen. It's alive and in our hearts. Amen. Maybe we could just start playing number 938, key of B flat, a song we haven't sung in a little while, high and lifted up. But I'd like to start out with just a word of thanksgiving and testimony from our brother Mike and sister Debbie Gagne. They just want to express to the people, we cannot fully express our deep gratitude and thankfulness to God for his guiding hand and healing power. We are overwhelmed by the tremendous outpouring of love and prayers of so many on our behalf. Each and every moment you have spent in prayer for us has truly expressed God's love to us and has strengthened us in our time of need. Thank you all, and may God, God pour back into you abundantly. God bless you, Brother Mike, Sister Debbie. Praise our God. Amen. Maybe we can just sing together. This song tells the whole story of Jesus on Calvary and then Jesus lifted up at the right hand of God. So let's rejoice together on this Easter morning as we sing it. Oh, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, oh, I will surely draw men unto me. So as Moses raised the serpent in the
for your faithfulness, Lord Jesus. Amen. Maybe we can just all stand together and hear the cries of the shackle from the onset of time. Oh, hear the cries of the shackle.
our voices and our hands to give glory to the Lamb of God who died for our sins and then rose again. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We give you thanksgiving this morning, Father. Be high and lifted up in our praises this morning, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a God we serve. Not a God of yesterday or a God of tomorrow, but a God of this present moment who's here even now, alive and in our midst. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. We're going to go to prayer at this time and ask the brothers if they would just come and prepare for the morning offering. We don't have any written prayer requests, but we know there are many, many needs in the body that we want to remember. And Brother Victor Adamora Sr., could I ask if you would come, please? If you would open the service for us in a word of prayer. I'd appreciate that. Amen. If there's a need on your heart this morning, we know that God sees every heart and every need. Go ahead and come, Brother Victor. so faithful, so good to us. So Lord, as we come with expectation, with faith in the word that we have received, Lord, we want to thank you for this opportunity we have to come together, Lord, as people of your kingdom, called in, called by a special calling. And this hour that we leave, oh God, to be witnesses of what you have done in our generation, Lord, to send us such a glorious, wonderful uh, message of the hour that we have been called into, Lord. And we can testify that it's not what we can do, what we have done, or what we can afford to do, but it's that your grace has found us, Lord, individually, and called us from special corners of this earth, Lord, to bring us into this glorious, marvelous grace, merciful kindness of your word that has been revealed to us in this hour, Lord, Father, by the Holy Ghost, confirming the promises you made and the prophecies of the Old Testament and the New Testament, confirming, Lord, the promise of the great elders approaching the rapture, Lord, and we know that, Father, we've seen it and realized it and confirmed it in our hearts that you have Oh Lord, uh, call us to be a manifestation of that promised word. So we thank you. We we deem it, Lord, such a, a great honor for us to be counted among those who can look up to you and call you Father. And even in this hour, Lord, and trust you in all things that we do. Lord, we trust you for our healing, trust you for our deliverance, trust you for everything you have promised in your word. Father, so we're so thankful this morning that we have life in us and strength to come to the house of praise. And so we come with praise and thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord. We come with assurance and faith that you are here to meet every need and to reach everyone, Lord, O oh God, and to touch every heart. And we are trusting, Lord, that you will do it because you have always done it and you always do it and you will never fail. So this morning, Lord, we thank you for your mighty presence. We thank you for all the brothers, sisters, oh God, that have labored to come here, Lord. 
showing their faith that they love you, they believe you, they trust you, they know you. And oh Father, we now we come with a expectation and with a special heart of request and, and thanksgiving to receive from you, Lord. And we thank you for all the uh, blessings and the uh, healings, Lord, and the testimonies this morning, oh God, of what you have done for us. We thank you for the love of God that you shed abroad in our hearts. Oh God, that is making us to love you more, love one another, Lord. And so we thank you for those who are looking up to you, knowing that you are, you are their healer, Lord. And in the condition they are, they have absolute confidence and assurance that you will meet their needs. Father, we pray this morning that as we approach and, uh, your word and hopefully, Lord, looking up to you, we want to pray, Lord, that you will prepare us for that uh, moment when you are going to open that precious word of life and speak to us oh God through the minister this morning we commit him to you we commit everyone Lord and we pray that your blessings will flow in our hearts and amongst us this morning we ask it in Jesus name Amen Amen why don't you greet the brother and the sister next to you as you have your seats say the best thing you can say to someone God bless you we have a couple announcements we want to remember just as we take up the morning offering. Actually, maybe if the sisters would also just go ahead and start making your way and prepare to sing this morning, Sister Natasha and the group that's going to sing with her. We do have a welcome. Please welcome Brother Joshua Owe, I believe it is. A student from Nigeria is here at the University of Canada West. Brother Joshua, are you over here? Welcome. God bless you, brother. Good to have you with us here. Thank you. I mean, anyone else visiting this morning? We do just want to express our gratitude that you're here with us and trust that you'll feel welcome in the service this morning. And then we have an announcement. Also, maybe we have, do we have a picture, brother, that we can put up there? Our brother Jonas, Sister Hopi Schumacher, very grateful to the Lord to announce the arrival of Josie Haven Schumacher, uh, eight pounds, 21 inches, born just early yesterday morning, and they were able to have everything Thought they might need some medical intervention, but the Lord intervened and everything was natural. Everyone's healthy and doing well, and they just want to give thanksgiving to God. And God bless Brother Jonas, Sister Hope. Amen. And then I believe there's also an announcement for a young people's meeting this Friday, the 14th, at 7 p.m. over at the school. Will that be in the gym or downstairs, Michael? Downstairs at the school. Amen. God bless you, sisters. you. Who taught yourself where to stand in the morning? And who told the ocean you can only come this far? And who on the moon where to hide till evening whose words alone can catch a falling star well I know my redeemer lives I know my redeemer lives on a 
sisters. There's a song that hasn't quite left me alone all week, and I think most of you know it, so I'm just going to play it. It's not a special. We're going to sing it together. I'll just be singing from the piano. I believe we have the lyrics we can put up. Is he worthy? They have kind of a call response, maybe in the, you know, the album version, but you all just sing with me, and we're, we're not going to do any special arrangements. I just want to sing it out. Is he worthy? 
he is. He is worthy. So we can sing this together as Brother Murphy comes, and we'll just worship the Lord together as we turn to the word now. Do 
for all the praise, honor, mighty power, oh healing, delivering Lord, Lord your word, that the shed Lord, Lord your word for all the utterance that are from mouths to praise you Lord, your word Lord because you have shed the blood Lord, we're not worthy, not one of us, Lord. Lord, when we look at how unworthy we are, but Lord, we're not looking at that. We look, we turn around, look at how worthy our Lamb is. He has to broke the seal. He has to open the scroll. Lord, it's not our worthiness, but Lord, this is all your worthiness. Lord, it can make your bride is worthy. That is to be sit on the throne with you. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. From the depths of our heart, we want to say glory to our God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, who died on the cross for every one of us. But Lord, how we thank you, Lord. You're not only died, but Lord, you ever resurrected. Love you, Lord. Lord, we dedicated ourselves and this service to resurrection of our God. Lord, you resurrected it. Lord, 
We give you all the glory and an honor. Lord, and may your name be praised by the service in morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Microphone. Do I need a mic? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just want to be. Uh, just want to pray to every one of you. And, uh, what a time that we have that this morning! And I believe the Lord is is here, and He want to meet our need, want to speak to it our heart, our whole. want to give our whole being to him and whatever the Lord had made is real to us and let us uh, give our whole self to him and to serve him to praise him and to everything that he have done and I believe the Lord will continue to do and to reveal the more it is his word to us and the brother Tom would also ask me to the great to every one of you and we're thankful for a pastor that always is thinking about us as the sheep and the Lord has given him a wonderful meeting that in the Switzerland there, and Brother Danny Steeman, Brother Tom, and Brother Wynn Lawson, and there, and the shared the word with the people. And I believe that God is there, and the same God is here. He has no, um, that is, uh, in this congregation that are here. And it also uh, uh, let us remember all the needs that among this is body. Someone's just sick and uh, uh, someone, uh, they're, they were away and they're not here. And so I think the many of them that went to a Louisiana meeting and to the, uh, also with a Switzerland meeting. And I uh, just pray the Lord uh, uh, be with them. Uh, we're here. So we're here. We want to hear the word. We want to hear our God who is speaking to us. Uh, praise the Lord. Brother Mike, uh, so good to, to see you here. And we want to see you uh, uh, sing a special edit again. <laughs> Amen. Let's just turn to the scripture. Thank you, Brother Ryan. And thank you for the musician. Uh, the scripture, let's turn to the uh, book of John, chapter 10. Gospel of John, chapter 10. Let's read from uh, verse 7. Book of John, chapter 10, verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. Did not hear them, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. May the Lord, you may be seated. So when we come to the church, we always uh, have one thing 
that in our mind we're thinking, uh, I think there's this question that we need to ask every one of us when we come. What is the reason that I come to church for? Because uh, you will see there's uh, many people, they have um, different needs when they come to church. And then uh, many people, they have um, different uh, concepts and the idea that uh, what they are thinking, uh, that uh, what did the church uh, mean to be. So we come to the church, and we need always ask a question, Lord, what am I coming here for? And in order to answer that, we have to understand uh, what does the Lord want to give it to us? Because if we uh, have a certain idea, we come to the church, this is what I want, and that is what I want. But if God doesn't give, uh, if the Lord's mind is different from us, and then we wouldn't beget uh, what, we, uh, what the Lord wants to give it to us. And we probably just wanted to hear, you said, I, I want to come uh, uh, to the, the church for the healing. Yes, the church that is his men to uh, come in here to be prayed for, to have a uh, healing. And I come in uh, uh, to the, the church for the deliverance. Yes, that's uh, the purpose that we're coming, that the Lord wants uh, to deliver us. We want to come in here to hear the, the, the word. And uh, you go to the different denomination, they always have the different things and the catering to the, the people. And so they have something to give it to the, the people. And the whatever uh, that is, uh, uh, we don't want to put too much time and uh, an emphasis on that. Uh, but we want to know what is the Lord to want to give it to us. Because Lord has the one thing, had a purpose for us to gather together. He has a purpose that he sends the message of this hour. And that what he wants to give it to us, and that we must be matched up with what he wants us to give. It's like the channel. It's like um, um, a pipe. Uh, maybe your size of the pipe is right. And that, uh, maybe the size of the, the pipe, the Lord that, uh, that put it and give it to us is right. But if the two pipes is not connected together, one millimeter, one centimeter miss of the, the pipe, and uh, when they are not fully connected together, your pipe and his pipe is not matching, you will have a leak. And whatever coming from there, you will sooner or later, you will leak it out. If it is two pipes so different from each other, and uh, not to the same size, and not in the, exactly the same connection, they're totally veered off. Everything that wants, God wants to give it to us will flow out, and everything that He gives it up, but you wouldn't get one bit of it. So you must be fully connected and then the same size and exactly connected with the channel in order for you to get what God wants to give it to us. It doesn't matter what we want. All what you want will be met if you're connected to the source. But if you're not connected to the source, it's not only the Lord wants to give it to you, you will not get. And to the things that you want, you will not get. Because when God wants to give you the certain things, and that He not to merely just give exactly what you want, but He gives something that to you, if you look at it right, if you receive it in the right way, you will find out at the time it might not be what you needed, but as the time goes by, you look at by, you look at return, uh, you look at it back, you will say, "Well, that's exactly what I need." But God answered it in a different way. It must be in the same channel that with Him. And so, 
You know, every believer, they come to the church, they have a desire, they have the things that they want. And if they know what is the God wanted, they give it to them. But Satan is always beside too. He was always trying to use the pressure of life and the changing of the world, the society value change, and the things that are about the right and the wrong has changed. Those things start to gradually shifting the focus of the believer. And when that started shifting the focus, it's like the two pipe. And then they used to be connected with God. And when God has things to give it to them, they can hear God speaking. They can know what is a God, is his idea, his world is. But as this world starts to shifting, and if you were not be careful, and then the pipe starts to have a little crack in there. They start to have a little gap in it in there. You'll find out you're coming to church, you're listening to the preaching, but somehow you wouldn't be satisfied. Somehow it wouldn't take an effect on your life. What's the reason? Something's leaking. There's a, some connection is a, uh, it's not a fully connected it anymore. And that he's not become a principal theme of your life anymore. You start to have other things that start to bumping at you, to shift, uh, to shifting you, and to the pressure of life and different things. And as the time goes by, if the, the pipe is not constantly connect to the Lord, and it starts to get loosen up. And when the loosen up comes, the, the, the water that the flow you should used to be, they have a free flowing from the Lord. When they ask the Lord to hear, when the Lord speaks, they can hear. They, they become a doll of the ear. And the things that they wanted, they seem seemingly is not to the ones God tried to give it to them anymore. And for example, and we see uh, sometimes that we look at the message, we're reading the message. Excuse me. But if we're not careful, we're not to put out our emphasis on what is the God is emphasized at all. We emphasize the wrong thing, though we're still in the message. Though still we're believing in the message, reading the message, but you must emphasize what God emphasizes in. You must stress on what God stresses in. You must have put on the most important thing in the most important position in order for you to get what is God want. You find out it become a more fine-tuned in this last age. It's not just generally we believe in the message. You must know exactly what God really wants to give it to you. What is that the principal theme that in this hour? Because if you without a focus on that, you'll find out you're looking at the left, or you look at the right, and you do this, or you do that, but you're not a focus, you're not connected with the pipe. Though there is an abundant resources there, it's flowing through, but seemingly you're licking it all out. And you're coming to the church, you're listening to the message, but wouldn't it be fed? Wouldn't be getting what you needed? And Brother Ben was talking about, uh, I think it was this one time there was a person asked him, you know, if the Lord is coming so soon, and I should sell my house and do all of that. And then the, uh, Brother Branham said, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. If, you, if, you, uh, if the Lord is coming tomorrow, I'm going to come in behind the, the pulpit and still preach the gospel just as uh, uh, what I was uh, prepared to. I will be have a hard time to do that if the Lord, I know the Lord coming this morning. Of course, is that going to be the good to the Lord if it comes and uh, uh, just in the next few minutes, then I won't be too nervous that I know that I'm going with him. But I got to make sure I will go in with him. 
And then they said that if you planted a potato or planted the corn, uh, you keep on planting. Is that the end of the message? But you see, the devil is always subtle. If the theme is the principal theme, if it are the principal things that are in the word, if we're not connected to that, the devil was subtle, he can shifting your focus. The prophet said, if I need to plant a potato, I need to plant a potato. But planting potato is not the main focus. Planting corn is not the main focus. And the devil can shift it around and said, well, you got to find a job. You got to get a, uh, you got to make money. You got to do your farming work. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to uh, have a wife. You got to have a family. You got to raise up your family. That is all right. But if the principal theme is wrong, though you can do the right thing, that even in the message that was talking about, but you miss the, the flowing, the source, the Lord wants to give it to you. The pipe is shifting. The water is not flowing freely. The water is flowing, but you're leaking all that out. You, we must have put an emphasis on what God is emphasizing on. If we're just thinking that the message is making us a good citizen, which the message do make a good citizen. If we're thinking that the message just make us become a nice neighbor to our neighbors, the message do make it a good neighbor. The message do teaching the people to be nice. The message do have a lot of elements that are in there can make it the best person that the world will desire for and they will never get it. The message will make it the best children that the world can desire for, but they will never have it. Because there are elements that in the message that if we just live by what is that element as teaching us, we will get to the benefit. But what is the principal theme of it? What is the most important thing that in the message? And if we're not to be careful... And all those things which is right that is in the message that has been elevated to a certain point, to the most to the important thing that is becoming in our life. We spend more time on that. We spend more energy on that. We spend more idea trying to find this, find this, to cope with life. I think we're missing something that is very important. And your focus is shifting. And then you will see Started more gradually. Then the devil started to creeping in. Then you find out that uh, uh, something that you wouldn't allow to before. And now start to coming in. Because though you try to live according to the message. Like what I said in the certain elements is in there. But if you don't have the source in there. You become a leaking. If you don't have it, some of the living water flowing inside of you. If there is, a, there is a no uh, freely flowing the resource that the life of a God flowing through you, you don't have a keeping power. You're going to start to, you go for a while, you're going good. But if you're not be careful, you allow Satan to crack some crack, to make some uh, a misfitting that between the, the, your channel and his channel, sooner or later, and those of the life resource start to leaking out, you feel dry. And you don't know why. 
And now you're fighting, you're struggling, you're trying to make it right, but you're not connected with the source. You're still working, you're still struggling, you're still studying, you're still to do something, but you got tired. You got weary. Fighting is taking strength to do, but fighting is wearisome. Fighting is tiring some. I was speaking with the BCA students in the in a devotion just a few days ago. Believe the Lord can be weary. It's not just the world makes you weary. It's not just the job makes you weary. It's not even your wife makes you weary. It's not your marriage life makes you become a tired son. It's not that just the rebuke of the people that the people sing make you become a Oh, become a weary. Believe the Lord can make you become a weary. Because when you believe something, but it's not a fully reality to you, it can make you become a weary. Because you're seeking, you're seeking, you're wanting Him, but He's not real. And you're going to the church with your mom and dad, you're with your loved little ones, you're trying to raise up your hand, you're trying to believe in the Lord, but He's not real to you. He might be real to you, Father. He might be real to you, Mother. But if not real to you, he might be real to the person that's uh, sitting beside you. But if not real to you, Christian life become a weary. Christian life become a struggle. Because you are seeking something and fighting for something, but there's no source, no life in you to hold you, to push you, to drive you. Going to church. Become a wearisome. And to listen to the message, become a background. And reading the message book, become just uh, something that is uh, uh, something that you, you, just, you just have to do. There's a loss of the joy of it. Because there is no life source in there. And when a person become a weary, become a tired, they said, why he's not real to me? And then the, then there's a certain people, if they're not be careful, they started searching. They started going here. They started going there. You need to go to the source. Because there's no other things besides this source of life in there can satisfy you. If you want to find God, make Him, let God become a reality to you. There's no other thing but the Word of God in this hour can give you that. You must find something that has been proved that to be the truth in order to find the truth. You cannot find truth in something that in the, in the things that for 6,000 years has been proved is wrong. You cannot find something that is real that a 6,000 years has been proved that is absolutely a failure. Science is a failure. Education is a failure. Career is a failure. Man's idea for marriage life is a failure. Twelve step is a failure. All of that is a failure. Only truth that is in God's word. You must be connected with this. Without connecting with it, and the people are still seeking, but they become tired. They become weary. I said to the young people that quoted Isaiah 40, he said, even the youths, they can become tired. They can become weary. How can youths become weary? 
they can run every day and come back and uh, eat uh, some instant noodle and right away they go to gym. They can do the work the whole day and just coming home and get a few uh, bread and a peanut butter and they right go to the sport field. Youth can be weary, yeah. But youth is not a weary in those things. They have energy, but your human energy wouldn't hold you. And you have a strength, but a human strength wouldn't hold you. You go to the school, you have the education, you learn a lot, but those things doesn't hold you. You used to become a weary. They can be very wearisome when it comes to church. They can be very wearisome when God is not a reality to them. They can be very tiresome. And reading the Bible, it seems like there's something they must do. Without doing that, they might miss the rapture. And they become those uh, weary. But he said that they wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. And I said to the young people, wait upon the Lord is not just lay there, roll over and die, just waiting there. Lay there, that means eagerly looking for. When you lay weight to something, your eyes is open. Your mind is sharpened. Because very soon something going to passing by, you're going to miss it. That is called a waiting. They that wait, not a wait but upon their career, they wait upon their job, they wait upon the, the money, wait upon their 401. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So they wound up at the eagle. And if the pipe is not connected together. And then if they didn't get God as real, it become a habit. And they started taking that just as an answer. Maybe that's just the way it is. Maybe that's just the way of a Christian walk uh, it is. There's one time I was, uh, I was um, uh, in China there. And we, uh, I had him uh, going to a certain place. It was a faraway place. It was in a mountain area. And I, I took a, a bus with a, another brother uh, that ride on the bus two nights and two days. And so when I get off of the bus, I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't uh, hardly walk. And then we go to the mountain area. There's no hard heavy water. And then we stay there to the wake and then we go to another. It's almost a two weeks of time. I, I don't have any bath or shower. You, can, you don't even have a water to even wash your face. Don't have one, one, one basin of water. Everybody uses the same basin. I make sure I'm the first one to wash my face. <laughs> and then you use that water to use a mop on it to mop the floor. I mean, to mop the, the table. I put a foot on. You really need to know what you're talking about when you, were, <laughs> you have to pray really hard <laughs> for the food. And then there at about the two weeks, uh, the time I, I don't have a shower or nothing, you know, in the first few days, you're just, oh my goodness, you got to eat you. you you're, you're worried about if there's any bugs in your hair. And, uh, and my hair has just become a, uh, a chunk of oily uh, fat, almost like. And, uh, you, you know, your, your face is dirty and uh, your hands, my whole nails is black. 
and the, because of the, the whole area, you know, it was just a poor, a poor place. And then two weeks of time. And then the first day, the second day. But you know what? About three, four days, you said, well, who cares? Yeah. Right? You just get used to it. And then in the first few, in the first few days, you're thinking, man, if I get to the next place, I'm going to jump into the hot tub. And I'm not going to wash myself. I'll just scrub myself. But after a few days, you say, well, you know, it's not too bad, actually. <laughs> Nobody forced me to go to the bath anymore. <laughs> and then they're washing face. Wow, who cares? Why wash face? Just let them do it. And then uh, I live like a mountain man. I actually enjoyed it, actually. <laughs> you know, you don't have to shave. You don't have to do anything. Washing hands? Why washing hands? And you just, you just live a life and day in, day out, day in, day out, about a week and two weeks. Finally, we're out of the mountain area. We went to the city. We're civilized. And the people, they look at us. I think the people all uh, pinch their nose, try to get away from us on the bus. And then when we get off, the brother said, let's go take a bath. They have the public bathhouse, so it was in a small town. So we, uh, he said, want to take it. I was thinking, I, you know what? I'm not getting used to that anymore. Why go to bath? I said, uh, actually, this is a, uh, life is much easier just if we can live on like this. And he said, let's go to bath. Let's just take the bath. I, I, when I get there, I got a hard time to even go there to wash myself. Oh, it hurt. Why, you know, put water on your, on your body, which is something you get used to certain things. And then you wouldn't feel too bad off that. If the person, they haven't been reading the, the Bible, listening to the, the message uh, for a while, in the beginning, they might have a, they have a condemning them. But give it a time. If they're not connected with the right source, they're shifting, they're shifting, they're shifting, they're shifting. And sooner or later, they find out, wow, maybe life is just like that. Maybe going to church is just like that. Maybe going to the church, if I didn't make God, well, you know, you just received it by faith. You're just coming here, sitting there. And while the preacher preaching, you say once in a while, amen. Well, that's nice. That's pretty good. You're thinking, well, maybe that's just a life. Maybe that's just message a believer supposed to be. Well, why they're shouting? Why they're screaming? Why they're lifting up the tears and coming out? Wow. Well, well I, I'm different. Um, I don't do what I do, but I go to heaven just with them, just as uh, anybody else. People then start to find an excuse for them because they get used to it. And if the person, you find out, when a person don't have time for the Lord, more and more they won't have time for the Lord. And more and more they don't have the time for the Lord, and more and more they don't feel that it's needed for them to have time with the Lord. You find it's those people always have a time for the Lord and they're always struggling, try to find more time with the Lord. Does that make sense? Is it that the people, they love the Lord and they spend time with Him in prayer. They spend the time in reading the, the Word. They spending time and seeking the, the Lord and constantly searching for Him, constantly asking for the Lord. They always eagerly want to find more time for it. But it's those people, they hardly ever, they become a never, never give time to the Lord. It's just like they're taking a bath. When they don't take a bath, 
one day or two day is fine. They can, they might be feel itchy, they might be feel bad, but give it a week or two, and give a give some time. And taking their baths become a torture, and reading a word become a torture. You need to connect it with that resource. As soon as you connect it with that resource, when that resource starts to flowing, and you wouldn't want to get back to the world. You wouldn't want to get to the things that is not satisfying. It's, not, it's because you haven't connected it with them. And you must have connected it with the right source in order for you to get to the right thing. Brother Bram said in Christ is the mystery of God to review. He said that Jesus Christ, He is the principal theme of the entire Bible. If we want to have it as a principal theme, that in our life, He has to be the principal theme of our life. And Brother Bram said that if He is that, then He should be the principal theme of our talking, of our thinking, of our singing, of our walking. He should be the principal theme of our life. If he is the principal theme of the Bible, and that the Bible is in us, then he should be the principal theme of everything that we do, say, or think should be Christ. He is the principal theme, and he is a person. He's not an intellectual. He's not an knowledge. He's not just the ink on the page. He's not just the voice on the tape. But he is a person. Only when you connect it with that person, then you have that endless resort that can flow through, that satisfy you. No matter where you are, no matter what situation that you are in, that he's always there. You find that the people, they take different things as their theme that in their life. To take the things that is uh, in, the, in your life, you must uh, be willing to do so. Nobody can force you. It's your willingness to make the certain things become a principal theme that in your entire life. Some people, their principal theme of their life is just career. And some people, the principal theme that of their life it just, I want to feel better. And some people, the principal theme that's all of their life, it is just, uh, you know, or education or whatever that you can see it. And they never say that the God is not my theme, but God has become a sub-theme. Is that a word? Secondarily. It's not that the principal theme, but it comes something that is just secondarily to them. But you know, as I said in the beginning, the pipe must be absolutely perfect fit. Without that, you wouldn't get things from the Lord. And some people, they take the principal theme, it just, I got hurt. So I have a right to hurt anybody else. Man. Anyway, let's go on. 
people, they take different things that in their life to become a principal theme. And then nobody else can change them or say anything that is different. And some people, they take the, their emotion as their principal theme. And if their emotion got hurt, or if their feeling got hurt, and that thing starts building up, building up, and eventually it takes over this whole person. And some people, but if a Christ is your theme, if a Christ is your principal theme, when you are hurt, when you are feeling it's got hurt, when things that have happened in your life is not as you which that's you thinking that it should be, you can always get back to that person. Then he is the principal theme of your life. You'll find out that there's a life source in there. It can always heal the hurts. But if the person doesn't come back connected with the source, then if the hurting becomes the principal theme that in their life, then they have start to, in their life, they become have a crack after crack after crack. And then all the blessing and the things that the Lord wants, the blessings the person with, start leaking out, leaking out. And some that the theme, principal theme, and in their life, it seems like just always complaining. Just always a disgruntled. It seems like they never got to satisfy. And it seems like everybody owe me and I owe nobody. Seems that their life it was just a surrounding that centered it around, just all on that. And that thing become a principal theme that in the person's life. But you see, when the person is disgruntled, if the person is not satisfied, if they're connected with the source, they can find a flowing source that can satisfy them. If that you are not satisfied with what you are, you're not complaining, but you're connected with that source. That source has an endless resource that can fill you. Amen. That's why Philip said to the Lord, says, show us the Father, it suffices us. And I know there is a source there. I might not get it. I might not satisfy it. I might not understand the things that are going wrong, that are going through it in my life. is not what I want to be. But Lord, I know there's one source. If you just show me the Father... If you do, you just show me God is real. And I'm latching on it. And then Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. When you see the Word manifested among us, you latching on it. Say, Lord, I'm disgruntled. But Lord, I'm not sitting there just be disgruntled. I'm not just sitting here just be unsatisfied. I'm not sitting here just be hurt. Lord, I know where the source is. And that source is right in here that is our master congregation. Amen. Lord, just help me to latch on it. Yeah. My eyes don't see it and my ears don't hear it, but my face reach out. If I ever get connected with that, I will be fully satisfied. Amen. You can't find satisfaction in the things that were not satisfied. You must have found it at the right source. And he's not too far away from you. And he's not just something that is far-fetched. It's not just out of somebody's imagination. It's been proved day and months and years by the prophet's ministry that he is available 
at Ephoria. And then you find that there's a people that a theme in their life is their family. Which is absolutely right. You should have your family. And that should be the theme. That's the theme of my life. It's my wife and my, and my children. I'll do everything for them. I'll do everything. No matter if it's uh, physically, in the world, uh, naturally, or spiritually. Give my whole self, give my whole being to them. And for their uh, welfare. And that's supposed to be every father and mother that uh, their theme that in their life is their family. But if we're not be careful, you'll find out that the people, they have a different way to run their family. And some, they run their family. As Brother Bram talking about in Christ as the mystery of God, he said, to the, it's not, we're not supposed to uh, convert uh, people to Christianity by government. I'm not talking about the political government. I'm talking about the governing in the, the, uh, as a Christian uh, of your home. And we're not supposed to run our family to convert them just by government, just by putting up the law, just by doing this and then doing that. You find out when they were young, you can do that. You can set up a roof, but when they're getting older, if they haven't met God in their reality, you will lose your children. They want to get out of it. They don't have nothing to do with it because God is not real to them. But you cannot be loose either. There is a balance there. And yesterday we were talking with my wife about, you know, sometimes we need to have a balance uh, that the children, it seems like sometimes you find that the young people, especially, they're out of a balance. Then I said to my wife, I said, honey, you know what? The children, when they're young, they cannot balance. It's the father and the mother to balance the family. Because they don't know how to balance. You just let them go, just let them run wild to do whatever they want to do. They will never, because they don't know how to balance their time. They don't know how to balance their, uh, their, their schooling or their playing. It's the parents have to balance them. It's the teacher in the school. We balance it to the children. It's the, that's the way that they have to do. But when they grow up, then they have to balance their life. But how can you balance their life when you don't have the balancer in you? How can you balance your life rightfully when you don't have the Holy Ghost? You, you can try to manage your life. You can try to balance it out. You will find out very soon you're going to lose the balance. You got to connect it with that source, with that person. And that person is for you. And if we're not careful enough and we try to and then on the other hand, and if you try to do everything for the family, but you cannot copycat other people's doing. If this a person doing this and that person doing that, and they said, well, I'll do, a, I'll do a whatever uh, the other person, uh, he, he's a very successful, so I would just follow him. You'll find out what you followed him is not actually successful in your family. 
Because each family, God makes them differently. But if you connect it to the source, the Holy Spirit will direct you, will guide you. And if we don't do it at the right, you'll find out we lose our home. We lose our children. They lose their, they lose their interest in the gospel. There was one time uh, I was talking with a brother, but he's not in, the, in this church. And he was just saying, he talking about that, you know, there is uh, some ministers and some people, uh, they lose their family. They go out to, to preach all the time. They go out to, to uh, do mission works uh, all the time. They never get a time that in the family. They never have a time uh, and, uh, 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 with their uh, children and different things. When I heard that, I thought, my Lord, I, I didn't do it right. I go into China all the time. I remember that in the first uh, one, one working in China, when it started, I was going there almost uh, half a year. Uh, six, uh, sometime in three months, or sometime uh, the longest, or even the six months. And I remember when I coming home, and Grace was my first baby. And when I coming home, and uh, my daughter doesn't recognize me, because she was just about uh, three months that I went to uh, China uh, to do the work there. And then I, when I heard that, said, I said, Lord, I fail you. And Lord, I, I, I didn't do it right. I didn't spend the time with my children, which I should. I, I, I feel shame about it myself. And I was thinking, that is right. I should uh, put a time in it with my family. I should uh, uh, do this, uh, take them out, uh, to, uh, which I did. I tried to take them out and uh, to go here, then uh, go, go there. But then while I was thinking about that, I remember there's another scripture for it. That person that he said that it might be there, uh, you know, they lose their children, they lose their family. But then I said, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe a person can give his whole being to the Lord. No selfish motive, no selfish purpose, but give his whole life to the Lord. And then the Lord will let him lose his family? I don't believe that. I don't believe a person gives his whole being day and night, hours by hours, and forsaking all the forsaking the career, forsaking the this or the money or whatever that is, and eventually, finally, lost his family. I don't believe that. And I have a word for it. The Bible says in the book of Mark 10, 29, and Jesus answered and said, Verily I say it unto you, there's no man that has a left house or brethren or sister or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now, in this time. Not in future, now, in this time. And not even substitute. Not even, oh, I give you heaven, you lost them here, I give you heaven. And when you lost it in your house, you lost it in this, I give you the heaven, I give you the golden street, I give you the golden city. No, the Bible doesn't say it that way. He said, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren 
and sisters and mothers and children and lands with the persecution and in the world to come eternal life. He cannot deny himself. If you give yourself to the Lord, if you give your whole being to him, though maybe your children is not sitting with you, but Lord cannot deny himself. Whatever he said in this is in the Bible, he's going to do it. Not even the one cup of a glass of a water that he given to the little of the disciple. Just in the name of the disciple, the Lord said he cannot lose his reward. And Brother Emmanuel the other day sent me a, a sending a prayer. The prayer group where we have a chat. And it was a talking about uh, that a little clip that Brother Emmanuel sent to the Billy Paul's uh, testimony. Some of us have probably heard that. I heard that a time after time. And I listened uh, to the Billy Paul, Brother Bram, Brother Bram's son's testimony. And he got diagnosed years, a few years, I don't know when he, he was, he was diagnosed with, a, I think it's a prostate cancer, right? And he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And then the, and the doctor uh, uh, gave him a diagnosis, I don't know, four stage or three stage, I, I don't know. And then Brother Billy Paul, in the testimony, he said, I'm scared to death. Because uh, it was cancer. It's a, a fearful enemy. And then he said, that, uh, but I, I said, I need to go back to uh, listen to the word. Because he knows there's a source there. Yeah. And whenever that the things that happen in our life, we know where the source is. Yeah. And we go back to find the source and get it connected with that source. And Billy Paul said, he said, I'll go back. And he take it out to the message. I think it's a question and answer or something. And he was uh, listening to it. And he would listen, he was a listen on, he was a listen on. And he wanted to hear some word that he can got a hold of. And by faith, when he got a hold of, connected with that word, and that word is going to heal him. And he was looking for it, he was a listen. He said, I listen, I listen, I feel discouraged because there's nothing in there. And in the prayer line, that the bread of animals is to pray for the people, but it's not. There's nothing in there. He tried to find a word of prostate cancer. He maybe type it in, try to find where is it that that maybe he can get connected with. And but something that in him said, listening on, listening on. Then who starts listening on? He's listening on. And finally, he's ready to give it up. But some voices said, just keep on listening. And I think that's what we need to do. You said, I didn't get what I wanted, I didn't get what I needed. Keep on listening. You keep on coming. You keep on believing. Because there is no other source that you can get yourself connected to. But only this source. This source has been vindicated. Has been proven to be the truth. And it's available. It's on your disposal. If you reach it out by faith, no matter how weak that is. Even like Billy Paul, the prophet's son, said, I'm scared to death. But God's word is still there waiting for him. And it was a listening and then the, it comes to another point. And then the brother Branham is sitting in the prayer line. And, and Billy Paul said, I hear my own voice. And coming behind the, the Pope, the, the microphone said, is there anybody uh, more? Anybody else is coming forward to the prayer line? Is there anybody more that want to come forward uh, to be prayed for? And then the, 
Uh, there's a brother Lee Vills that'll come. And then a brother Branham had prayed for him. And then it's Billy Paul. And he was in there. And uh, he mumbling some of the word to your brother Branham. Then brother Branham said, brother Billy Paul in his testimony. And I checked out a message. That is exactly what it is. And it is said, Billy Paul, as many, as many prayer cards as you have given out, receive ye your healing. As many prayer cards as you given out, receive ye your healing. That's the word for that time. That in the message. But because he has to do something for the word of God, for the kingdom of God, as simple as just giving out some prayer card. And he received his healing right there. And Billy Paul said, when I hear that, he said, I jump out of my feet. I rejoice. and said, the Lord, thank you for it. And he received the Lord. And he grabbed it on the word of God. Take that of what a promise the Lord had given it to him. And he believed on him. And a few months later, he go back to the jacket again. Then the doctor gave it a diagnosis. After a few days, said to Billy Paul, he said, your blood level as a pure, just as the water is a pure. Think about it, brother. Is that how you hold your family? Right connected to the right source. As many as a prayer card as you give in and out. The little simple thing as he has done. He didn't preach. He didn't do anything else. He just gave it out to the prayer card. But little things like that, and you cannot lose your reward. And that healing, that word, is not only 40 years ago, 60 years ago. Even 60 years later, when, the, when his sickness become a cancer, it comes scared him to death. But that word, that in the tape, still has the power. And the 50, 60 years later, still got a healing in there. Because the he is the principal theme. And Brother Branham said, yes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, and that's always been my principal theme of my campaign. It's just a simple thing that he did. But he did it for the word of a God. He did it for the kingdom of a God. Maybe later at the end of the service, I'll maybe share a little testimony. But in that in one quote, Brother Branham said, there was a person who was mashed to the, uh, under the wall. It was almost mashed to pieces. But Brother Branham said, he said, Lord, this person has sponsored me. Because he said, I believe the word. He said, this person... He sponsored me. That was very touching me. Then the brother Bram said, he didn't sponsor me. He sponsored Jesus Christ. He said, with vision or without vision, I'm going to lay hands on this person. I'm not worthy, but he is worthy. He's the principal theme. He connected to that real life flowing source. He said, with vision or without vision, 
I'm going to that person. And he laid hands on him. And the brother Bram said, Lord, touch him. And he come out solid health. Just by one thing that he did. He said, this person sponsored me. He sponsored Christ. But there I thought you a lot. And I was praying. When I saw that, I said, Lord, this man has sponsored. Not a church. Not just a message of hope. But this man sponsored Christ. Receive ye your children. Hallelujah. What have you done? You're not a sponsor here. You're sponsoring Christ. Receive ye your loved ones. You're not a sponsor man. You sponsor God. Receive ye your healing. Renaissance. You haven't done so much for the kingdom of God. Receive ye your children. Kim, that's all about you, my precious brother. You will keep yourself, not just to my children, not just to the school, but you're sponsoring Christ. Whatever you've done, a person can give out a prayer card. Is it as many as a prayer card you give it out? God chooses the smallest little thing that can ever be ever small. But he says, that is too small for you. But it's not too small for me. And I'll give you the healing. Not only just give you once, is that I will give you healing after healing after healing after healing. 60 years later, I'm still giving you the healing. He is a faithful. He never lied. You let have lost your children. But God said, you will never lose your reward. You let have your children is not sitting with you. Go pray. Yes, go pray. Go believe. Yes, go believe. But do one thing. You sponsor God. You do things good for his kingdom. You give out your being. No matter how you're thinking that you run out of a resource, you do whatever God gave it to you. Let it put it in your hand. You serve him. You're not a serving my children, Sister Ruth. You're not a serving all those children, all your teachers, and a principal, Brother Malcolm, and a sister Felicity. You're not just serving them. You're serving God. As many as per card you have been given out. 
that receive ye your healing. As many of the things that you've done for this children, receive your own children. And not only that, he's not giving you the substitute. He says they had to leave their house. They don't go. They don't go to minister. They go to support into the work. They go to do the missions. They go to the, to love to the people. Just give a little smile. Just give a little handshake. To do whatever they can do that are in their capacity that God will give it to them. The Lord said, if you leave the house, I will give you a house. Not only the house on this earth, but I'll give you a heavenly home. And he said, if you lose your land, you leave the land. But he said, I will give you a land. I'll give you a piece of land right on this earth so that you have a roof on your head so that you can live. But I also, I will give you a land to be on the river. He never lied. He said, you leave your mother. I'll give you mothers. And I'll give you your mother too. And I'm a witness of it. And I'm a testimony of it. Year after year, and I pray for my mom. And I even give it up. I said, that's, no, that's impossible that for her to receive. But God is faithful. And he saved my mom. And not only my mom, but he saved my father too. And a few days ago when I called, and my mom and my dad, my dad said, son, I'm listening to the message every day with your mom. I left my mom, I left my dad. I cannot even go back. But I'm so thankful. I tapped it into a right source. He became the principal theme of my life. And he said, you're left to them. I will give them to you. I forgive your brethren. I hardly ever talk to my brother. But his word is the truth. No matter how far away they are, he said, Lord, I'll give them to you. I have a son and my daughters. I left to them. I feel so sorry sometimes. I said, Lord, I miss their childhood. All their childhood, I was away. I have nowhere to take them. I don't know. Folks, I don't even know how to take a vacation. I don't even know what, what vacation it is. I go here and I go there. I miss their childhood. But you know, God is a faithful. He gave me my children. It's not a how much father, good father, I can be. I'm the poorest father in the world. You might be thinking the same thing, that you are the poorest father in your bay. But you give yourself to this gospel. You connected yourself with the right resource. And there was an ever-flowing fountain. It was a flowing through. And he will save your children. Not only just pray, 
but you gave yourself to the gospel. You connected it with this gospel. Rebramma said we should be identified with him. How? By living for him. Not just confession. Not just confession, folks. But by living. How you live. You can only live when he become a principal theme. That in your life. You know that God is a life source, but He's not just give you life. He's gonna give you life more abundantly. That's what He wants to give to you. He's not just want you creature drinking, He's not just want you let you want a creature smoking. It's not just the one you let you to live a life of a good citizen or a good believer. He wants to give you life and life more abundantly. Just give me more, a few minutes if you can. That he said, I am come. That they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. What is a life? Life is Zoe. Life is God's own life. When God gives it a life, it's a sacrilegious. When he wants to give you a more abundant life, and you only live a mediocre life. It's a sacrilegious. When we have a, such a resource, rich, that we can tap into, and we barely lift our hands. And we barely can live a victorious life that on this earth, that is a shame. That is to put a shame on him if we don't live that abundant life. Life means life of absolute fullness of life. It's in this hour God gave us not only the fullness of his word, but he gave us the fullness of his life. That's a life abundantly. The life also means life that is real. Life also means life that is a genuine, a life active and vigorous. Devoted to God and blessed. That is the life that we're talking about. It's not just the life that makes us cope through this life. But it's an abundant life that is vigorous and active. And totally devoted to Him. That is the principal theme that the Lord that put it in us. And that is an abundant life. That is the Lord giving it to us in this hour. And he said more abundantly. That means more than is necessary. The life that God gave it to us 
more than necessary. He can give us just a small little life that can make you cope through this life. He can give you a small little life that it can attract devil to try Satan that are on the ground. But Lord, promise that I will give you not just a life, but I will give you life abundantly. God said, I'm not even going to just give you my life, but I give my life wholly, abundantly. Whatever that your need is, it's all in the life that I give it to you in this hour. Then what we need to say, be it unto me according to your word. According to the fullness of your word. A person by himself cannot have this. It has to be the one that will give you this life. And you accept it and receive it. And that life will live himself out. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He said, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of a living water. Don't you hunger this type of life? It's not just a dripping, dripping, dripping. Though the quality of a one drip is the quality of the whole ocean. But I want the whole ocean. Because he is endless. He is unlimited. Why we settle down just for barely, just merrily, just become a good message of believer? When God said that you are God. When God said that there is abundant life, that he give it to you. When God said that I give your children, not only let them sit in the church, I want, that, I want my children to be passionate. I want my children to have a fill with zeal. I want my children to be more than their daddy to dedicate their life, to consecrate their life. Isn't that an abundant life the Lord wants to give it to us? I don't want to just merely just listen to a message. I want a message to become a person to me. I want an award that will live a life in me that I cannot live by myself. How God led us to have this abundant life. I probably won't have time to go into it. Maybe just let me touch on this. He wanted to give us his Zoe life, God's own life, Amen. in its fullness. Amen. But just as to the first Exodus, he hardens Pharaoh's heart. It's not a Pharaoh hardens his own heart. Pharaoh cannot harden his heart enough like what God can harden his heart. God hardens Pharaoh's heart. Because God wants to let his people out. And when God hardens his heart, then God said to Pharaoh, let my people go. And because he hardened his heart and make the situation become impossible, make it as a Pharaoh to become more hardened and determined not let him go. God made him that way. When God made him that way, it's for a purpose so that God can show his mighty hand. 
He hardens the Pharaoh in order for the fullness of God to be manifested. He want to give you an abundant life. He want to give you the fullness of life. But he must have hardened his heart. He must have hardened Pharaoh's heart in this age. He must make a cancer become a flood that goes through it on earth. So that he can manifest his healing power in his fullness. He must have done this world that had come into his climax of the evilness. He must have done this world coming to this modern age that everything become a filthy, sex, so that he will manifest his abundant life that is to you, so that you will rise up from the muck of this world and still be pure and holy. He gave the full word of God in this hour in order for you to live a fullness of life on this earth. But he must, that is the world, come into fullness of filthy so that the word of God can be manifest in the weak vessel like you are. His power and his might can only be manifest. When there is a many adversary and the many oppositions. It's not a God to try to against you, but you possess a seed. You possess a life that is in you. And without the surrounding become a soul animosity to the true Christian living. Without the surrounding of society become a soul deceiving. And so enforcing themselves, so brazen right in front of your eyes, and it makes you compromise. God cannot make His word be manifest that through you. Because God has one purpose He wants to give you the life abundantly. And you have one purpose in your life. The principal theme that in your life, Lord, I have one purpose that I accept that abundant life. That it in me, that it lives through me. Not just apparently, let me get over and overcome and it just go to the heaven. I'm not going to be just a barely overcomer, just a gone this earth, just a barely skip to the teeth, uh, the gum of the, the skin of the teeth, and then go to heaven. I want to become a real victory. And the Bible, and the message said, You are his victory because the head has come connected with the body. So you're not on your own, but he's living inside of you. God can keep you in the stone age. Can keep you in the 2,000 years ago. There was no all these devices. There was no all these fills. There's a flooded on earth like this. God can keep you. God can make a civilization of Satan in this hour. God can strike them and then strike it in the back to make it back to the horse and buggy day. If he wants, he can do that. He can destroy this civilization and make it in the back to the 100 or 200 years ago. Life is much simpler. Life is not as much with more moral than all the people in those days are living. Neighbor have a more friendly. They don't have to report their neighbor. Like what we're experiencing right now. 
It doesn't have as much of the evil and the filth and the sexy, the sex appeal that what we have right now. If God wants that, He can do that. But if God do that, put you in there, who's going to be in this age? Who's going to be in this climax of a filth? Who's going to be in this age overcome Satan when Satan throw out everything that he got? Satan has his death abundantly thrown it out. But God said, I threw my life abundantly all out to counterattack. What is the Satan trying to put in there? That's why he put you here. He's not a weakling. He's not just uh, shaking and don't know what he do. God knows exactly what he do. And it put you in here to defeat the, the, the biggest of the enemy. When the enemy comes in, it's the most climax. God said, I have a bunch of children right here. They're not bow. They're not compromising. They're believing every word of God that has said. Bible in Romans 5 20, moreover, the Lord entered that offense met, might abound. When the Lord comes, there's offense, there's a falling away, there's a more sin has been abounded. But where sin abound, grace did much more abound. In another word, a sin entered the grace of a God. They grow together. Sin and under the grace of a God, they travel together. When a sin becomes unbound, God said, My grace is a sufficient thing. The grace of a God becomes more unbound so that it can swallow the sin, can defeat it. Is it grace just forgiveness? No. Grace is not just, I done wrong. Sorry, Lord, you forgive me. Let's read what is the grace really means. Grace, that means which affords joy, affords pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm. When you have a grace, you're charming. You're not grumpy. When grace is in you, you're charming. You're brilliant. You have a joy. Grace means pleasure and delight. Grace doesn't mean just that you stand wrong, you forgive. Grace doesn't mean you boo-hoo, sorry, I'm wrong. I'm, I, I don't want to do that. Grace has a much more abundant life than in that of grace to counterattack that sin. Grace means loveness. And grace means grace of speech. Even your word filled with grace. You're not saying something that's nasty. If you have a grace, grace will give you speech of grace. Grace means goodness, goodwill, loving kindness. Grace means, uh, grace means used of the merciful kindness by which God Exerting his holy influence upon souls. Grace sent from a God that had influence. It's not a filthy influence, but a holy influence. When you received the grace, when God gave you 
You're saved by grace and faith. When you believe it, receive it, the grace, you're not only just receiving the forgiveness, you're receiving the holy influence upon your soul. Influence means the power. When something that is influencing you, you feel it. When something influences you, you are adaptable. Uh, you adapt uh, yourself to it. Anyway, you understand what I'm saying. When holy influence is on you, then you will be influenced. And then he said, grace means it turns them to Christ. Grace has a power that can turn you around that from the world and to Christ. Grace is not a forgiveness. Grace is a power. Grace is a life. Grace is something that is way powerful than a Satan can twist it. He said a grace that will turn them to Christ. Grace means keep us. Grace not only have a transforming power, grace also have a keeping power. Grace means strengthen. Grace when you're weak. Grace is not said, oh, I forgive you because you're weak. Grace said, no, 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 I don't forgive you that. Grace said, you're weak, but I'm strong. You're weak, I give you strength. You're thinking you're nobody, but I will make you somebody out of you. Grace means strengthens. Grace means increases them in Christian faith. Grace is not just forgiveness, but grace is also increase your Christian faith. You say, Lord, I'm a lack of uh, faith. You're actually a lack of a grace. you lack of this power that the Lord gave it to you. Lord, give me that grace. Not just to forgive me, but Lord, give me, increase my Christian faith. And the knowledge, affection, and the kingdom them to the exercise of a Christian virtues. Grace means that the spiritual condition of a one governed by the power of a divine grace. Grace is a power to govern you. It's a power to control you. That you do this and that you do that. Who makes you, when there's a naked woman there, there's oil almost everywhere, that you turn around? It's the grace. Who makes you that in your work, that in your neighbor, and they're cursing, they're doing this to you, and you just look at them and smile, said, I'll pray for you. Who did that? Grace. Grace is not hiding themselves, but grace is the power. Grace is the token. Or prove of a grace. Benefit is a gift of a grace. That's why token is not you earned. Token is the grace of a God given to you. Holy Spirit is not you earned. Holy Spirit is the life himself, of God himself. He said, I give it to you. I freely give it to you. If you want, I can give it to you. If you want the life abundantly, he said, I will give it to you. It's not you, but he has given that to you. It's not your words in this, but he is the one that is worthy. God, look at that, that Lamb of God who has paid for all the price. Your worthiness is coming from him. And you accept it. He is the abundant life resource that you can tap yourself into it.
let a musician come. Let me read you a, read you a quote. But Abraham is set in a broken cistern. He was talking about this little minister, and I'll just share it here. He said, This minister got under a roof or a place. The sidewall mashed him down beneath that. The little fellow was going to die. His liver was bursted. His spleen was knocked out of place. Tons fouled on him. I said at a breakfast, talking to the wife, I said, Wife, you know, if Jesus was here, you know what he had to do? I said, when he sponsored me, he said, I believe the word. He was a sponsoring Christ. And I said, there is the trick of the devil. If Jesus was here, he'd go lay his holy hands upon him. That boy would get well. I don't care if his liver was bursted. He would get well because Jesus would walk in there knowing exactly who he was. Do you know exactly who you are? You might not know exactly who you are, but you should know exactly who is in you. I couldn't have figure out my own self. I couldn't have figure my own self, the one that don't speak in English, Lord, let me to do translation work. I couldn't figure out myself, and in one way, I feel, I feel I'm on a mountaintop, and the next day, I feel I'm in the darkest valley. And I, I said to the, the people, I don't need a devil to try to condemn me. I do a far better job than the devil can do. I'm more expert than him. I can come to the, the preaching one day, and the, you feel the anointing of a God, and you go home and you're flocking yourself. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? Did you feel that too? Well, I'm glad I have some friends. But you know what? One thing I know, Christ is the principal theme that in my life. And you don't have to know, figure yourself out. You will never figure yourself out. But I figure one thing out. It's not me living, but it's him in me living his own life out. And though I'm even weak as he can be, but I know there's one living inside of me. He's the one I'm looking to. Not me I'm looking at. Not you I'm looking at. But he's the one I'm looking to. He said he sponsored Christ. And he said he know. And I know exactly who he was. He know his calling. The scripture was right. Vindicating in him. That he know who he was. And I said I'm a sinner. I was born sexual birth. My father and mother were both born sinner, and I'm just a no good nothing. How many of you feel that way? I feel that every day. And I can say, said, I feel as uh, you know, you're on a mountaintop, and then you're just on the other, on the other hand, you're just flocking yourself to death. And then all of a sudden, people are, how are you doing, Murphy? Brendan Murphy? Oh, wonderful. And you're going back, you say, you're a rotten egg, you're a liar. <laughs> we all do that. But there is a sacrifice that's made. There's a resource of abundant life, Brother Victor, that God has given to it. It's living right in us. He's that living water. Whenever you wake, He's always there. As long as you tap into the right connection. 
is that I'm a sinner. And I said, but you know what? If the Lord would give me a vision, the prophet said, Lord, give me a vision. Because that's what his face was built on. He said, send me down here then. That would be different. I said, I'd go down and lay my hands on him. And he'd come out of that bed if he give me a vision. And then, Brother Bram said, I got to thinking. After all, if it was the vision, what was it? It was the same dirty hands lays on him. Same man praying for him. Same dirty hands that's on him. Then I began to think, I am his representative. You think God will send an unholy representative on this earth? Huh? Because what a representative is represented was the one that sent him. He sent the one that represented God. He sent you as a representative on this earth. Nobody, no devil can say, you're not holy enough. You're not worthy enough. If you're coming from him, if he sent you on this earth as a representative, that means God has already approved you. By what? Not by you, not by things that you do, but because you have accepted that principle statement in your life. He is my life. He is an abundant life. I am his representative. Then God doesn't see me. As I said the last time, the veil becomes transparent. Because there's a blood on it. When the veil is transparent, God can come in to this holiest of the holy and dwell there comfortably. And start there, start ruling inside to the outside. He said, the, the blood of that righteous, own, righteous one lays up there upon the altar. It makes intercession for me. He is my sufficiency. He is my prayer. He is my life. I said, the only thing that make me put my hand on him with faith because I had a faith in the vision. And without the vision, the same faith would do the same thing. When you're not guilty, when you're not condemned, when the accuser was sentenced down, then we overcome and by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So I can reckon myself nothing, but reckon him my all in all. He is my life. He's my commissioner. No denomination sent me. He sent me. Hallelujah. I go in his name and I will lay hands out upon him. Brother Bram said, I walked down there and lay hands on that boy. And that night he was in the meeting a solid well. Yeah. A brother shared with me a testimony just the other day, about two days ago. The brothers in China. And uh, they went to a place. And they were having a meeting uh, over there. And after the meeting, there was a mother. Uh, she got a room, um, rheumatism arthritis. And she was basically paralyzed on the, on the wheelchair. And she and her husband, and they got a daughter. And actually, before... They go to that meeting. The mother sent a text to me. 
said, would you pray for my daughter, uh, Brother Murphy? He said, my, my daughter, she was a severely and, um, aggravated by, by the devil. And uh, she was only 19 years old, a young girl. And she was in a university. And the pressure and everything. And then uh, she uh, basically lost her mind. And she sent me an audio clip. Then uh, her daughter just started saying, he said, I'm the best. He said, uh, oh, uh, this person uh, is, uh, is good. Uh, I'm the super, I'm the this. And, and that, uh, all kinds of uh, weird things just whisper by herself that her mother, mother recorded. And then her mom said, this girl hasn't been eating and sleeping for four days. And she's uh, gone out of her mind. And the, 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 the school said, we can, you must take your ch- child back because she got a, a, a suicide tendency. She, you know, she wanted to commit suicide. The basic. And so the, the, the father, the mother, so they have to take the daughter back. So the mother said, can you pray for my, for my daughter? She has been sleeping. She has been eating and drinking for four days. And she's just dwindling. And just a constant and uh, seeing the... Something that was very strange. So they, and, and she said, uh, I'm going to take my daughter to the meeting in China because of the brother Caleb and them, they're having a meeting in one of the city. And so one day, uh, uh, then the brother, uh, brother Caleb shared the testimony with me. He said, the one after they get there, they're attending one of the service. And after the first service, then uh, they, they said, we must send our uh, daughter uh, to, the, to the hospital. Because now she has been eating and sleeping for probably five, uh, uh, five or seven days now. And just constantly, only uh, maybe it was she closed her eyes for about an hour or two, and then she woke up, and then started just getting worse and getting worse and worse. And then the, the, the mother said, uh, we got to take our daughter uh, to, the, uh, 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 to the doctor. He said, uh, uh, you know, uh, can we uh, uh, just excuse us, we, we must go. And then the, the brothers said, oh yeah, he said, definitely take your, take your daughter to the, uh, to the hospital. And then later on, Brother Caleb told me, he said, he said, the reason I say that, because I dare not to pray for her. He said, I, it's not because I fear that she won't be healed or the devil. He said, I'm feared because I'm not worthy. He said, I feel I'm just not worthy enough and to pray for the person and uh, in such a condition. Then he said, he said yes, uh, p- please go. Just, uh, just go, to, uh, go to see the doctor. So as he was leaving the door, and there was this voice speaking back to him. He said, uh, I send her to you. I'm not sending her to the doctor. She can go to the doctor anytime she wanted. The mom on the wheelchair with an unbelieving husband take their suicidal daughter, I, t- I send them to you. And then, Brother Kippus said, then he said, come to me. Lord, it is not my worthiness. I'm not worthy at all. But Lord, I'm looking at the one that is worthy. The devil doesn't care how much worthy I am. It doesn't care, the devil doesn't care to how willing, how able I am. But the devil scared about that blood veil. Amen. It's that blood 
would drive him. It was the blood would resist him. It was the blood would cast him out. And then uh, Brother Caleb and the, the other brothers, they just said, well, let's have a prayer. So they lay hands on this uh, young girl and uh, start to uh, pray. And it was just a simple prayer. And after they prayed, just within a minute, that girl opened up her eye, said, I'm hungry. And then the brothers uh, break it up out of a little chocolate and they give it to her. And then the girl started eating and tears started dropping down. And she said, I never feel anything like what I feel right now. And she said, Mom, I don't think we need to go to see the doctor. We can stay for an meeting. And then... And then he attended the, uh, the second day meeting. And while the meeting going on, the girl stand up. She said, can I take a testimony? She said, last night, I said, I never sleep so good in my whole life. And she started racing up, praising the Lord. And then she coming up behind, uh, to the pulpit. said, brother, can I give you a hug? She said, I never feel so rejoiced. He said, that that thing completely gone from me. And she said, I'm a completely whole in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us stand. It's not your words in this, but he's words in this. You desire that abundant life? His words in this will give you, provide you the grace to overcome every sin and to give you the abundant life. You have to give out as many prayer cards as you have done and receive the things that the Lord wants to give it to you. Whatever you ask, and that the Lord will give it to you because you have to tap into the most abundant life that ever the Lord had given to us. He doesn't want to just give us a life, but He gave us abundant life. Amen. Can we sing a song? I'm amazed. Oh, I'm amazed that you
wonderful he is. What amazing grace that he has shown unto us. It's not just a forgive. It's not you just forgive, folks. But he said the grace is the power that's overcome is every enemy. And that's a holy influence to let you live a holy life. It's not just something passive, but he initiated his work. What a grace of God he has shown to us. Uh, Brother Ryan, can you lead, me, lead us to sing this blood? You know the song, this, this blood? Let's just sing to him and then worship him. This is at a time of a resurrection. And he's not only just a resurrection himself, he resurrected in our life too. And this is the season, this is the time that we praise for a resurrected Savior. Not historical God, but he's still alive today. He's still doing the miracles, still doing the healing. He still saves our children, our loved ones. Let's just sing it together as Brother Ryan leading us.
Oh, Lord, we give you all the thanks and glory. Thank you, Lord. Oh, how we love you, Lord. What amazing grace that you ever showed to us. Devil, heaven, no bluff can bluff it us out. Lord, that there's no fear and the terror that the devil can put on your people, Lord. Lord, we rebuke that demon and it tried to in any way that tried to steal that the privilege, the honor, and the power that the Lord had given it to it is alone predestinated in the children. Lord, we ask you to be with your children, Lord. Blessed in each one of them. Lord, as they be ready to go to each of their way, Lord, I just pray that you become more real to us, oh Lord. Lord, we're waiting for that moment that when our body change, Lord, we're going to meet in each other in another realm. Lord, all these tears, all this headache, heartache, Lord, all this is aching will become a past of the history, Lord. It will never be remembered, but it will be a forever youth meeting, Lord, for all your children. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray you, Lord, to be with each other one as we go to each separate way. Lord, and made a word resounding that in their ear and in their heart, Lord, we have done what we could. Lord, I pray you, Lord, fill with us, Lord. Fill with us your peace, your joy, and let our life forever be changed and to keep changing us until that we meet you face to face. Thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we sing that death uh, has no terrors. Just before we go.
Jesus Christ. The message the Lord has sent to us is a glorious and victorious message of Brother West. And we'll never be defeated because he never be defeated. And we're going to walk it out as earth. There's a victorious smile on our face. And a wings of glory, hallelujah, in our mouths. And we're going to meet our Lord, our beloved Savior, face to face. May the Lord bless you. Shake hands with each other with a golly handshake said I'll meet you in the rapture if I don't see you again and also remember brother Tom and the other people who miss the service go to the other services and until we meet each other again God bless you all the Lord be with you God bless you brother George 